You're listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church, also found on YouTube under New Living Way Church Down. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to New Living Way Church this morning. Pray that you're having a great, wonderful morning. Thank God he's given us another day this morning. Amen. Our God is so faithful. Our God is so good. He is so wonderful and so amazing. And just, I just thank the Lord that, you know what, he is still in control. He is a good God. He is an amazing God. He's a wonderful God. He is a mighty God. He is a faithful God. He is a merciful God. And we can thank him for his grace this morning. We could thank him for his unfailing love this morning. Amen. Aren't you so grateful this morning that the Bible says his mercies are brand new every morning. Amen. So I am so grateful and thankful that the word of God says this is the day that the Lord has made. And and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Amen. So it is a good day because we know we serve a good God and praise the Lord this morning. Amen. We can get up saying, bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul and forget not all his benefits. You can be thankful this morning that the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one. Amen. So I pray that you know who your shepherd is this morning, that you know who the one that takes care of you, but most of all, that you know the voice of that good shepherd, and his name is Jesus, because the Lord is speaking to his people now. The Lord is speaking and always has been speaking to his people, but this morning we have to understand and know that we must also have a heart that is prepared to hear the voice of the Lord. That we do not harden our hearts at the voice of the Lord. And that we are ready to hear the voice of the Lord. As Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So this morning, as we come together to seek the Lord, thank him for all that he has done. Thank him through his word this morning as we are encouraged by examples here in the Bible of the children of Israel. Amen. This is what this is about. It's to learn from them. It's never to point the finger at them. It's never to, to say, well, look what the children of Israel did to God. No, it is an example for me and you to see ourselves in this and to see that we are just as guilty. We fall so short and we can learn from this because in many of the things that children of Israel went through, we also go through. We also have that same heart and mentality many times. So it's a learning experience. And I thank God for the children of Israel because of all that is written here, I get to see myself in a lot of these areas. I get to see areas that I have fallen short and, and how I can be through them because they're people just like we're people. And how many of us know that people haven't changed very much in all the years we've been on this land? So I just want to thank you for joining us this morning. This is a Sunday morning prayer. And what we do is we pray through the word of God. We have been in the book of Ezra since March. And uh, we're continuing to go chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And we're just believing the Lord as we come together through the word of God. And as we pray according to the scripture that it's a prayer for us today. It's a prayer for the church, for the world, for those that don't know Christ. Amen. So this is what we're doing this morning. This is what we do every every Sunday morning at 915. So thank you for joining us this morning. Our service is at 1045 this morning. And this is just all preparation for a heart of worship as we come into the 1045 service. Amen. So we just thank you this morning. So we're going to open up in a word of prayer. We will be in the book of... Uh, 
of Ezra this morning, chapter 3, verse 8 through 13. Amen. So let's open up in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this morning. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor. Lord, you are Lord of lords and King of kings, and you are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, and there is no other like you. Father God, we just thank you this morning, Lord God, for this is the day that you have made, and we will will rejoice and be glad in it, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you reign and you rule, Lord God. Thank you that you are the resurrection and the life, oh God. Thank you that there is life in you today, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us the name above all names, and there is power in the name of Jesus, Lord God. So this morning, Lord, we come together, Lord, calling on your name, the name of Jesus, Lord God. For Lord, it is in you, Lord Jesus, that we have been forgiven. It is in you, Lord Jesus, that we have been saved. It is in you, Lord Jesus, that we have healing and deliverance and restoration and reconciliation, Father God. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne this day into the Holy of Holies by the precious blood of the Lamb. We thank you, Lord, for the blood that was shed for us this morning, Lord God. And Lord, we ask you this morning for those that may not know you today, Lord God, that you would draw them by your spirit, Lord God, that they may know you, that they may have a relationship with you, my God. And Father, Lord, for many today that have walked away, that have backslidden, my God, that have just got caught up in the things of life, oh God, that have become blinded and hardened of heart, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your mercies this day. Draw your people back today by your spirit, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up all our brothers and sisters this morning, Lord God, who are heavy in heart this morning. Father God, who are restless this morning, Lord God. Father God, that are in a battle, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before your throne and we call upon the name above all names, Jesus, Jesus, Lord my God, thank you, Lord, that there is life in your name, Lord God, and I ask you in Jesus' name to, Father God, to uplift, uplift every heavy heart this morning, Lord God. Father, remind your children of how faithful and how good you are. Remind us of your word this morning. Remind us, Father God, Lord, how great and awesome and mighty you are, my God, and that in you, Lord, Jesus, Father God. Lord, we have life. We have overcome every temptation, Lord God. Father God, we have overcome every fear, Lord, every doubt, my God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, for those that need healing this morning, my God, oh, we come before your throne this day. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask you this morning that you would heal those wounded bodies this morning. Those, those, those that are sick in body this morning, my God, internally, Father God, and externally, Father God, in the heart and in the mind, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says that by your wounds we are healed in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, just as the woman, Lord, with the issue of blood, she said, if only I could touch the hem of his garment. Lord Jesus, that centurion said, just say the word and I know that my servant will be healed. 
Lord, just as the blind man cried out, Son of David, have mercy on us. Lord Jesus, just as that man brought his son who was having them seizures, Lord God, and in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, you commanded that unclean spirit to be gone, and it was gone, and the boy was raised back to life, O oh Lord. Father, just as Lazarus was in that grave, just as that little girl, Father God, had passed away, just as that son was already being taken in the processional of, us, of the funeral, Lord God, but you came and gave them life and they rose up again, my Lord. Father, we thank you this morning that you are the healer. We thank you, Lord Jesus, as that man ran to you from the tombs, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and he was bound, Lord God. But Father, in the name of Jesus, you stepped out of that boat and he met you there, Lord God. And you spoke the word, my God. And those demons fleed, my God. They submitted to you, Lord Jesus. And today, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. That, Lord, that this is still possible today in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you have all the power and all the authority. And you are the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Lord Jesus, you are our master, our owner. The one to whom we belong to. So we belong to you. We know, Lord God, that you are our protector. We know that you are our healer, our deliverer. We know that, Father God, we have salvation in you. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that, Father Father God, this is not just for Father God the believer, but it's for everyone today, my God, that chooses to put their faith in you, that everyone has an opportunity today to come to know you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor, Lord Jesus. And Father, this morning, Lord, Lord, we thank you for your promise, Lord. And that, Lord Jesus, is salvation in your Son. That is to have life in you, Lord Jesus. That is to know, Lord God, that we are only pilgrims passing through. And Lord Jesus, that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your promises here in this land, Lord God. We thank you for your word, for it is faithful and true. We thank you, Lord, that we have all the provision that we need because it's all in you, Lord Jesus. We thank you this morning, Lord God. But Father, we also thank you, Lord, that we also have the promise of eternal life this morning. That, Father God, to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. And Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that Father, yes, there's a purpose and a plan for us here today. But Lord, we thank you, Father, that there is a greater glory one day, my God. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, help us to look up for our redemption draws nigh. But Lord, in this time, Lord, and Father God, in our lives, Lord, your word says, draw near to you and you will draw near to us, Father. So, Father, this morning, that's what we're here to do. We're here to draw near to you. We're here to seek you this morning. We're here to hear your voice this morning, my God. But in that, my God, Lord, we just, Father God, want to give you a response of praise. A response, my God, of glory unto you and to magnify you, Lord Jesus, to praise you, to worship you, to glorify you, Lord. For you alone are worthy of all praise, my God. 
Oh, Lord, let there be a response from your people this morning. Let there be a response from those that, Father God, have walked away, but, Lord, are turning back today. Let there be a response today for those that may not have known you, but today are coming to know you. Father God, for maybe those that have been angry with you, but today, Lord God, today is the day of salvation, Lord. And today they will see you, Lord, and be restored unto you, Lord God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let there be a response from your people this morning. Let there be a response from humanity this morning, Father God. And let that response be a response of praise and glory and honor unto you, Lord Jesus. For you alone are worthy, my God. Oh, but Lord Jesus, let our first response always be repentance. Let our first response always be repentance, Father God. And this morning, that is what we're doing is we come together in prayer through your word, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you for your forgiveness of all of our sins. Father, we come together with a repentant heart and we repent of our ways. We repent of our own understanding, Lord. We repent of our own reasoning, Lord God. And those things that bring confusion, Lord. Those things that, my God, cloud our minds or help, help us to lose focus because of what we do, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive us of our sins, of all uncleanliness, of all unrighteousness, in every area that we have sinned against you and that we have sinned against those around us, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our own self-righteousness, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, if we have looked upon anybody and measured them based upon our own measurement, Lord God. Father, forgive us of our sins, my God. Oh, Lord Jesus, we come this morning with a repentant heart. Forgive us, Lord, of the uncleanliness of our minds, of our hearts, Lord, of our flesh, of our ears, of our eyes, of our mouths, Lord. Forgive us of our sins. We acknowledge, my God, that, Father, we have fallen short. But, Lord, we thank you this morning. That, Father God, we have the forgiveness of sins this morning, Lord. Father, but Lord, let our hearts be repentive. Father God, Lord Jesus, let us come to you with a repentive heart, my God. Not to do the things we want to do, Lord, Father, and just feel that we could just come and ask for forgiveness. No, Lord. But Father, recognizing, Lord God, that it's sin against you and causing a separation and a hindrance between you and us, Lord God. But Father, in the name of Jesus, we lay aside every sin that so easily entangles us, Father. Father, the sins that we cannot see or don't realize at times, and the ones that are just very obvious, Lord. But Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your patience and long-suffering. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace, O oh Lord, this morning. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we forgive those that have sinned against us or we hold anything against this day, Father God. Because, Father God, we don't want to have, Father, unforgiveness in our hearts, Lord. When, Father, we ourselves receive so much forgiveness, Lord. Father, your word commands us, Lord, to forgive just as we ourselves have been forgiven, Lord. And, Father, as hard as this may be at times and many times, 
Father God, but thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we start by faith according to what your word speaks, but according to the power of your Holy Spirit to be able to forgive, Lord. And though we may not fully feel it at times, Lord, or right away, but Lord, we believe it. And we thank you that you are faithful to walk us through. So we love you this morning and we thank you, Father God. We thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, hallelujah this morning. Amen. We're here together in prayer this morning, seeking the Lord this morning. I know that God is faithful and he is wonderful. And even when I'm not always faithful, he is always faithful because he cannot deny himself. But I thank the Lord this morning that he is so good. Amen. So we're going to start in the book of Ezra, chapter three, this morning, verse eight through 13. And it says here now in the second year after their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem, in the second month, Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatel, and together with the rest of their kinsmen, the priests and the Levites, and all who had come to Jerusalem from the captivity, they appointed the Levites from 20 years old and upward to supervise the work of the house of the Lord. And Jeshua with his sons and his brothers and Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Judah, together supervised the workmen in the house of God, along with the sons of Henadad and the Levites and their sons and brothers. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests and their vestments came forward with trumpets and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with symbols to praise the Lord according to the directions of David, king of Israel. And they sang responsively, responsibly, responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and heads of the father's houses Old men who had seen the first house wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of this house being laid, though many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the joyful shout from the sound of the people's weeping. For the people shouted with a great shout and the sound was heard far away. So talk about a people who had been in captivity, a people that... We're going to go through a period of 70 years, and these 70 years were not quite up yet up, but they were already in the process, and they were returning back to the land of Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. So I want us to look at something here, because many times when we're put in a place, and we just don't understand it, and, and it becomes restless, and we become just tired, and many times in that place, I mean, we could just fall to the temptations of life, and because we were so used to a norm, we were so used to a certain way of things being done, and now the children of Israel, the children of Judah, of Jerusalem, were so used to being able to have the temple of God, and this was no longer there, but not only that, they were no longer in their land, they were in captivity in Babylon, which now became became Persia and they were in a land they were that were foreign to they were knocked out of their comfort zone but in that God was still with them 
God was still teaching them and speaking to them to keep them and reminding them that there was still a promise and God was faithful to this promise. God was still faithful to the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And though many hearts were not hearing it, and though many hearts were rejecting it, and though many hearts were just becoming comfortable and complacent in the way things were now, there was still a remnant of people who were willing to come back to the land because they remembered the promise. And not only that, but the Spirit of God drew them back. And how many of us know today that God is always faithful to His promise? And God has kept His promise. And that promise is in His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ today. And that no matter what we go through or what we face or how uncomfortable we may be, our God is still faithful. And he is faithful to his promise. But we got to continue to keep our eyes on him and remember what his promise and what his word says. Because his word never changes. Though the circumstance, though the times, though even we ourselves at times may change. But he never changes. His word never changes. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God does not change. He is not like man that he shall lie. Now, many times we may think he's lying, but he's not lying because we choose not to look at the fact that he does give us choices. He says, if you do this, then this is what will be. If not, then this is what will come. But even in that, God is so patient and so merciful. Because he gives us so many chances time and time again. And even when we do fall into those consequences, and there are consequences many times. Or they're just places that are just hard. I'm not saying where we're at today is a consequence. But what I am saying is a time to seek the Lord and know that he is faithful and reminded of this. Because in this time, what could happen is we could forget how faithful our God is. He is so faithful, so wonderful, so awesome, and so amazing. He is a good God. And look what he tells the children of Israel in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. I mean, uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. He says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you future and a hope. He's letting them know, yes, though you're there, but I still have a plan for you. I still have a purpose for you, and you can't see it, but I'm still working out that plan and purpose in your life. The Lord is still working out that plan and purpose in your life today. And he says in chapter 30, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, write in a book all the words that I have spoken to you. For behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will restore the fortunes of my people. Israel and Judah, says the Lord, and I will bring them back to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall take possession of it. See, this was going to be a process, but it was a promise of God, and God is faithful to his promise. And this was going to be a process, yes. But how many of us know that our God is faithful? And he will never stop being faithful. And this was going to be a promise. This will take time. 
And even when they came back, that was still going to take time. But look in the next, the next page here. It might be in the same page as yours, but chapter 30. He says here, verse 17, for I will restore health to you. And your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. Because they have called you an outcast, it is Zion for whom no one cares. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will restore the fortunes of the tents of Jacob and have compassion on his dwellings. The city shall be rebuilt on its mound and the palace shall stand where it used to be. Out of them shall come songs of thanksgiving and the voices of those who celebrate. I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will make them honored and they shall not be small. Let's go back to Ezra. Now this is Jeremiah declaring, yes, this captivity is coming. Yes, it's going on. But God, this is what's going to happen, though, once all this is said and done. This is only temporary. Don't lose focus. Don't lose heart. Yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes. But know that God is faithful. And this is what we're seeing here in this portion of scripture. They're now rebuilding the foundation. And we may ask, as I was looking at some footnotes and different things through this, through this study, and it talks about why didn't they build the wall first? Because the wall was a political place. The wall was for, for the soldiers. This was a protection for the city. See, when the walls of Jericho came down, that was Jericho's protection. That was their stronghold. That was their, their, their confidence. And their confidence was brought down by the shouts of the children of Israel. But it wasn't them, but it was God. That's why their hearts mounted. But see, they didn't go in to go rebuild the wall. They went in to go build what was most important, and that was the temple, the presence that represented the presence of God, the place where God would dwell. Their concern was the foundation to rebuild the temple because they understood those that came back to rebuild, the ones that are sitting and planning this, they didn't just go in there and say, okay, we're going to do this, this, and no, no. They sat and they planned and they prepared and they seek the Lord. Lord, what shall we do? And in this, they go in to rebuild the, found, the foundation first because this is where the temple of God will be, this will be, will be erected once again on the same place that the temple was built when Solomon built it. What was most important to them was realizing it's not a wall that is our protector, but it is God is the one who protects us. God is our shield. God is our refuge. God is our confidence. And know this today, that God is still our confidence. He is our protector. He is the only one that we got to make sure that that foundation is firm and that is firm on the Lord Jesus Christ. A foundation that is immovable. Because as a believer in Christ, you are now a temple of the living God. You are now part of the body of Christ, the body of Jesus, the one who is the head, the shepherd, the king. 
Lord of all. And it's in these times that our foundations are really tested. But when you know who your foundation is in, oh, you know who your protector is. You know where your provision, salvation, you know where your deliverance, everything that you need, you know where it comes from because your foundation is firm. So they did the right thing in taking time and preparing to what was to be done first. See, today we live in a country and in a world right now that they're looking to reopen. And many are not in agreement today because of how they want to reopen. But let me tell you something today. Our God is faithful. Our God is good. Our God is great. Our God is awesome. And we need to pray for our country because they want to do it the right way. Our, our world, they want to do it the right way. They have to plan. They have to prepare. Thank you for our governors. Thank you for our mayors. Thank you for our leaders. Thank you for our president. Thank you for, for the Congress. You might, we might not always agree on everything. But Lord, give them the wisdom that they need that what we do, we do it right. We plan out right. We can't determine the outcome, but we can do our best to plan. Just as many will plan if they're going to go back to work to open the churches again, to open the establishments again. We will all have to plan together how we do it and when to do it and the right way to do it. But understanding it's not going to run smoothly always, but we plan and we prepare to the best that we can. I thank the Lord this morning for that. It's a good thing. And let me encourage you, plan also for your own household. It's always good to sit in the plan. It may not, may not be pleasant and may not be fun, but it's necessary. And that's what they're doing here. But in verse 9, it says, And Jeshua with his sons and his brothers and Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Judah, together supervised the workmen in the house of God, along with the sons of Henadad and the Levites, their sons and brothers. So now they bring Jeshua. And now Jeshua, referred also as to Joshua, will become the first high priest after the captivity. But what I love about Jeshua or Joshua <laughs> is that he wasn't a man that was seen as perfect. Look at this in Zechariah chapter 3. It says, Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, O Satan. The Lord has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Is not this a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was standing before the angel clothed with filthy garments, and the angel said to those who were standing before him, 
Remove the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, Behold, I have taken your iniquity away from you, and I will clothe you with pure vestments. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on, a turban on his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord was standing by. And the angel of the Lord solemnly assured Joshua, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways and keep my charge, then you shall rule my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you the right of action among those who are standing here. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your friends who sit before you, for they are men who are a sign. Behold, I will bring my servant the branch, for behold, on the stone that I have set before Joshua, on a single stone with seven eyes, I will engrave its inscription, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of this land in a single day. Hallelujah. In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, everyone will invite his neighbor to come under his vine and under his fig tree. Isn't it amazing how this man is being accused? And how many of you have ever been accused? How many of you feel like you're getting accused now because of so many things that are going on when it just feels like there's these little pinpricks, these little darts that just keep coming towards you? But let me encourage you today, just as Joshua was plucked out of the fire, not only that, but God gave him provisions. He washed him. He cleansed him. And he says, I will wipe it out in a single day. He did that in Jesus Christ. So let me encourage us today that we can serve the Lord today because Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all for me and you today. And we can continue to serve the Lord today. But always remember, verse 10 says, And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests and their vestments came forward with trumpets, and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise the Lord according to the directions of David, the king of Israel. And they sang responsibly, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Praise the Lord. Sorry for the technical difficulties there. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and he is to be feared above all gods, it says in First Chronicles 16 to 25. He is worthy of all praise, but we are to come to the Lord with fear and trembling, recognizing how great and awesome our God is. How wonderful our God is. Because we can worship God, but we need to know the God that we're worshiping. We need to have that relationship with him. We can't just worship him however I feel like it or bless him. No, we need to know the God that we are worshiping today. But it starts in knowing the God to whom you serve. It starts with knowing who the God whom your foundation is in today. 
It starts with knowing who your God is personally. Because when that foundation was laid, it says the response was praising and giving thanks to the Lord for he is good. What is our response going to be? And what is our response today? Knowing that our God is faithful and that he is a, a God of promise. And he is faithful to his promise. He has been and Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise. But what is our response going to be today? When we're able to be restored to a normal way of life or just the way things are to be able to get out of this restlessness. But it says in verse 12, but many of the priests and Levites and heads of the father's houses, old men who had seen the first house, wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of this house being laid, though many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the joyful shout from the sound of the people's weeping. For the people shouted with a great shout and the sound was heard far away. See, there was many there who had seen the original temple and wept because they remembered the glory of the first temple. You know, it's amazing that many people will respond differently in the presence of the Lord. But the key is, there should be a response from God's people. See, some may come to joy and praising God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. You are so wonderful in giving the Lord thanks. But some may be like the other ones that remembered all that they had gone through. Remembered and were sobered in what they had and what they had lost. But now what God was now restoring and there'll be many times that we may come into the presence of the Lord and be reminded and see how short and fall, how fall, how short we fall, and just be sobered in that, like Lord, yet how could you still love me? Oh, Father, you're so faithful, Lord. You're so patient. You're so forgiving, Lord. It can bring a heart of sadness, but yet it's still a response and praise to God because we're acknowledging. But God, you are still good. You're so good. It's just a different response. This is what was the response of the children of Israel here. It was two responses, but it was the same response because it was all giving God glory and praise and thanking him for all that he has done. So our prayer this morning is, Lord, let us have a response unto you. Let us be responsive to your word and to all that you have done, Lord. Let us be responsive to you, Lord God. Draw your people and let there be a response from the people, your people today, and also from those that maybe don't know you or are walking away from you, Lord. Let there be a response as the children of Israel, when they saw this foundation laid, of your faithfulness and your goodness and your love and thankfulness unto you, Lord, for being so good. So this morning, thank you for being a part of this morning. I know it went a little bit longer than usual. Normally we stick to about 
20 minutes, but how many of us know things are a little bit different right now? So we can go with as the Holy Spirit leads in his word. But just be encouraged this morning and know that our God is faithful. And he is a good God. So continue to seek the Lord. And as we close up right now, we do have the 1045 service, but I encourage you just take a little time. Just ponder and reflect a little bit on what was spoken this morning through the word and just the hearts of the people here. And let us pray together that that will be our heart. That that will be the heart of God's people. That that will be the heart of humanity. To return back to God. And one of the greatest things would be is restore to us the joy of our salvation, your salvation. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, as David said. Let that joy be restored. And in that restoring, let there be a response of praise, glory, and honor that we can walk in the joy of the Lord and the peace of the Lord and the love and strength of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of us know today that our God's grace is enough? Amen. And how many of us know that we need his grace daily? It's only by his grace that we're able to live this life to be saved. And we can be so thankful today that our God is so good. Amen. So again, thank you for joining us today. We're just so grateful. I pray that you just enjoy this time of worship unto the Lord Jesus, for he is worthy of all praise, glory, and honor. I definitely do look forward to us all being able to come back together and worship the Lord together and, and in one accord. I know we're doing it this way, and I know that I believe you're also worshiping the Lord and, and where you're at right now. But I'm just going to ask you to do something real quick, because I know... Sometimes, you know, when you got something on, it's kind of like having the TV on in the background or having, you know, I'm not really one that could actually sit and sometimes and watch something completely, you know, so I'm just going to ask you to real quick, just to take real quick, just stand up. If you're not standing up already, take a little stretch, maybe, maybe kind of bend out a little bit, you know, maybe take the crust out of the eyes a little bit, you know, and, you know, pray, I pray that you brush your teeth this morning. Amen. And <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Amen. Just to get a little, to get that blood flowing this morning. Amen. There may be many of you today that are already up and ready and ready to go, you know, but I, honestly, if I was in your place right now, I'd probably be sitting right there and uh, uh, still rubbing the crust out of my eyes this morning. Amen. <laughs> but praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that we have another day today. I know I can't see you, but I know I'm speaking to you this morning. And uh, but thank the Lord that we're able to still come together this morning. Amen. So thank you, Jesus, this day. He is so wonderful and he is so amazing this morning. Amen. And if you want, even greet your neighbor right there. Greet whoever's there with you. Let them know that you love them. Thank God that you, you have each other today. Amen. Thank God for them this morning. Amen. Even if you're not getting along. Amen. Thank God for them this morning. Amen. You can take this time to say, I thank God for you. Amen. Amen. And, you know, just as iron sharpens iron sometimes. Amen. But, you know, but thank you, Jesus, that he is so faithful and he is so good and he is so wonderful. Amen. So praise the Lord this morning. God is so good this morning. I want to thank you for all your prayers and support as we're all just in this together. We're all just trusting the Lord together. We're all waiting upon the Lord together. Amen. I know that, uh, you know, I send out a 
is we're preparing in, in a couple things, you know, for, for the youth. Um, you know, they've been in a book of uh, the book of Numbers, you know, chapter 13, and they've been learning about, you know, the teachings are, are all on uh, Numbers chapter 13, but it has to do with the voice and the promise of God. Amen. So it's always remembering that. And, and uh, you know, I just want to thank the Lord for those teachings that are going forward. Amen. Um, also, we just, you know, just knowing that through all of this, you know, the Bible does say as we wait and we trust the Lord together. Well, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Amen. So it's not leaning based upon what we see, what we know, or how we think, or how we've reasoned. It's okay to have that, but just always know that our God is greater though. So don't don't limit God based upon how we can understand or how we think the outcome will be. We can have our thoughts and opinions. That's great. But we also have to trust the Lord that he is greater and that you know, as we heard earlier in the prayer, that there's a plan and a purpose being worked out in all of this. And, you know, God is in control, you know, and, and uh, you know, just continue to look, just trust the Lord and through all of this. And not only that, but in this time of maybe restlessness about now, you know, just uh, I, I want to go back to the way things were. I, I want better answers or I just, you know, I'm tired of being home or, or whatever it may be. You know, um, you know, or even wearing these masks, you know, it's 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 crazy. I wear glasses, so it's not that easy. I fog up my glasses all of a sudden, and uh, you know, I, I know I could do it a certain way, but I tend to take it off and put it back on. So it's just a lot of an uneasiness in certain areas and stuff like that. But you know what? But thanks be to God that His Word says that they that wait upon the Lord, and that's what we're doing right now. We together are waiting upon the Lord. You know, we're just waiting in this time that you know, Lord, I know you're doing some great things. Things, even things we cannot see. I know we're working everything out for the good. I know, Lord, that you're in control, you know, and, and it's just one of the greatest things of being able to have that hope today because the Bible does say it rains on the just and the unjust. I mean, we all go through this together. Just the difference is, is you know, we know who our hope is in and, and we can share that with others and letting them know what our, who our hope is in today and that they, that you, that Jesus can also be their hope today. The peace in the storm in the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of everything that is going on, you know, and, and is also other things that are rising up in this time, you know, but we can trust the Lord through it all. And what we do is we wait upon the Lord and his word says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles and they shall run and not grow weary and they shall walk and not be faint. Amen. How many of us know that we're waiting upon the Lord, but in that is our strength, in that is our joy, in that is our peace, in that is we continue to serve the Lord, we continue to praise the Lord, we continue to walk in the Lord with our lives lived. And though it may not seem like it or look like many times, or we may not feel like it, but just by you continuing to trust the Lord and continuing to stay on, stay keeping your eyes on him. I'm not saying perfectly or, you know, we're, you know, we, we have our moments and, and some of those moments may be kind of long. But let me just encourage you today. Always know who your God is and always come back to him and just always get your eyes focused back on who he is and what his word says, what his promises say, and just know that his word is faithful. Amen. And this is what's going to keep me in you. This is what's going to help us grow together through all of this, because that's what we're doing right now. We're growing in faith. We're growing and we're maturing in the stretching and the uncomfortableness and the fire. You know, the Bible says the crucible for silver and the furnace for gold. You know, the Lord is the one that brings that about because he brings out so many things within us, you know, and he's working some things out, you know, but it's, it, you know, it's just knowing 
that God is in control of it all. So just, we just got to stay in that fire together. We got to just continue to keep our eyes on the Lord and continue to pray for our leaders and continue to pray for one another, continue to pray for your family members, your, 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 your neighbors, your family, your coworkers, you know, schoolmates, you know, classmates, you know, just different things, you know, and thank God for each other. You know, I'm not saying that we always get along or like each other, especially in this time you're being confined. You may, you know, be kind of battling in some areas, but you know what? Start to thank the Lord for one another. Thank the Lord for, first of all, how great he is, but also thank the Lord for one another. Amen. So just if you have somebody there with you right now, just turn aside and say, you know what? I thank the Lord for you. Amen. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for you. And you know what? From there, you'll start to lift up some of those things. And, you know, maybe you gave someone a dirty look this morning. But you know what? You could still say, I thank the Lord for you. And Lord, forgive me for that look or the look that I received. Amen. So praise the Lord this morning. Amen. So thank you for joining us. I just want to encourage you to stay in your word. Stay connected to the to the body of Christ. I know there's, you know, it's it's. It is an amazing thing to be able to be a part of the body of Christ. And uh, we do have Bible study this uh, Wednesday night at uh, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. We start at 7.10 and uh, we are having the live stream for the Bible studies. So we just encourage you to continue in your word, continue to study along with us, continue to pray along with us, continue to be a part of the vision. Because even though all this is going on, how many of us know that God's not surprised by it? So the words that he gave us, the, the teaching and instruction that he gave us, you know, it's amazing through Ezra, through Acts, through all these different things. It's amazing how God is just teaching through it. And what a beautiful word to be in such a time as this, because I am being encouraged through the, through the study and through the word of God, through it all. And I see, wow, God, your hand is in the midst of all of this. Amen. So we will be in the book of Acts. We're still in the book of Acts chapter four. We encourage you to study along with us and come and join us for, for Bible study at uh, seven o'clock on Wednesday night in the live stream. Also on Fridays, uh, we are not coming together, able to come together right now for prayer, but we do have a prayer that we are a scripture that that we are praying through. So even if we're not able to join together, I would encourage you to take that time to read the scripture. Uh, we just went through 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, I sat down and I read it and I prayed through it. I just asked the Holy Spirit to teach me through it and to show me and to, to help me through it. And I just started to pray in faith, you know what? And, and I just thank the Lord for that because he is so faithful through that. And what better, greater way to grow in prayer and learning how to hear the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Holy Spirit, and to be led through his spirit by following his word because it's a sure word and I don't have to wonder or worry or well, is this right or no or is he speaking to me because I trust his word amen so it's just the Lord teaching us it's a study of God's word through prayer and we we're going to be going through first Corinthians chapter 11 this Friday so I encourage you to pray along, to take some time out of your day. Maybe you have some someone in your house that wants to pray with you. Come together and pray together because when we're all able to come back and things are opened up, you know, we're, we're still going to be on that track. We're still going to be on that course and in that in these teachings and in the prayer. Amen. So I just encourage you. Stay Get, get in your Bible. Amen. If you haven't, you got a little behind, well, then just get right back into it. Get Pick it up and start reading it today. Amen. Start joining in, in, what we're, in what the Lord is doing. Amen. So praise the Lord again. Thank you guys for everything. And uh, we're just really looking forward to and continuing to trust the Lord because we know that greater things are still to come. Amen. Greater things are still to come. And 
because he's a great God and he's an awesome God. Amen. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Amen. So um, again, I asked a couple of people to that were going to um, be a part of the service today and uh, just wanted to thank them for being a part as well. I want to thank all of you for your prayers. I want to thank you for all your support and all the work and the labor you do unto the Lord, you know, through the, through the worship songs and through everything that we do. This is all us in part. Amen. And though we're not able to be here physically in the house of God, but your work and your labor is still seen and known in, in the work of the Lord. Amen. So, you know, if you see a piece of paper right there on that floor, pick it up, man. Put that thing in the, in the trash. Put put that, that dish in the sink. Amen. How many of you know you are the temple of the living God? Amen. How many of you know that where you're at is the temple of the living God? Amen. You have that home because the Lord blessed you with it. You have that room. You have that couch. Wherever you're at, you have it because God blessed you with it. So just as we take care of the house of God here, take care of where you're at. Amen. And continue to do so and continue to serve the Lord in all that we do together. Amen. So praise the Lord this morning. So Sister Nancy is going to share a couple of words with us this morning, this morning. Amen. So um, God bless you. Hi, New Living Way Church. I want to say that I miss you, that I miss coming together and worship together and serving the Lord together and just the fellowship that we had together in his sanctuary. But we all know that we are still the body of Christ and that wherever he has us in, set in place, that there we still do the service unto the Lord. Amen. And today what I want to share with you is um, something that the Lord shared with me during prayer. And it's basically just bringing what he brings into remembrance um, of himself. And he brings into remembrance his, his word. So that's himself. And um, this is what he said. Choose today who you will serve. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So, of course, I pray along those lines and during my prayer time. But I also ask the Lord, um, well, what else, Lord? Where where can I find this in Scripture? So I look and I, I, I want to know about the Scripture. So I want to know more context. I want to know um, maybe some clarity. I want to know... Um, some more instruction so uh, in it's found in Joshua 24 so whenever you have time you can go there yourself but in the first scriptures um, 2 through 13 what the Lord is speaking to the people through Joshua and what he's doing is he's bringing into remembrance what he has done for the people everything that he did as far as um, what he did in deliverance in delivering them and showing all the signs and the miracles and also the gifts that he gave them including the land that they were living in at that time and in verse 14 after bringing all that to remembrance what the Lord has done Joshua speaks and he says now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of the ancestors whether the gods your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whom the land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Verse sixteen, then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord, to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents out of Egypt from the land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us and our, on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. 
And the Lord drove out from before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. He will not forgive your rebellions and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, you, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Amen? So we have a choice. We always have a choice. Choose Jesus. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, now then Joshua said, Throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. This is very interesting because this is the second time he says this. Throw away the foreign gods that are among you. So the Lord is all-knowing and all-sovereign. So after reminding them of everything he did, he tells them twice in this short span of scripture, um, throw away those gods. So he knows that even after all those signs and all those miracles and they're enjoying the land that the Lord gave them, that they still were serving other gods and they're human and we're human too and that can happen to us. That can happen really quickly where we don't realize what we're doing, but we can be um, putting other things, other people, even our worries and our anxieties before God. Amen. So this serves as a reminder to us, throw away the foreign gods that are, not, that are among you. So in verse 25, on that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people. And there at Shechem, he reaffirmed for them decrees and laws. And Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak near the holy place of the Lord. See, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness against us. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us. It will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. You know, the scripture about the stone just had me looking for more scripture about stones or about stones. And it took, I went to, I'm going to read a few scriptures. In 1 Peter 2, now to you who believe, this stone is precious and we believe, amen? But to those who do not believe, <coughs> excuse me, this stone the builders rejected has the cornerstone, has become a cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. And in Isaiah 28, you will find, so this is what the Lord God says. See, I lay a stone in Zion a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, the one who believes in him will never be shaken. Amen. So Jesus, he is that stone and our firm foundation and our witness and our advocate for us. Jesus is a new covenant. 
And God the Father, through Jesus and the Holy Spirit, reminds us today whom we shall serve. Yes, continue to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all that is within you. Serve Him only. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us continue to serve the Lord together. Amen. Because our God is good. And you know what? We do have a choice because in these times, definitely, we could get comfortable. We can get in a place where, you know, we're not really having to, you know, we can't really do a lot. So therefore, we feel that we can't do a lot, you know, and, and many times in this, we can be tempted by many things, you know, just not so much just sin itself, but the sin of, of rebellion or the sin of, of, you know, of losing focus of who God is and, and what he's doing in your heart and my heart, you know, and, and the responsibility. You know, as we spoke before, the circumstances not take away from the responsibility. So we as a body of Christ continue to still have a responsibility. And but this comes down to a choice that me and you must make that as for me and my house, we will still serve the Lord no matter what's going on. But as for me and my house, we will continue to serve the Lord and recognizing who our foundation is in. And that is in Jesus Christ, recognizing that, Lord, it's just like the Israelites when. When the, when the angel of death came in in Egypt and the Lord told them to place the, the, the blood over their, their, their doorways, you know, their doorpost. And when the angel of death would pass by and see the blood, he would pass over them, you know. And this is where we have to make a choice today and recognize we have to know who our God is, who our Lord is. And we have to choose today to continue to serve him, to continue to praise him, to continue to glorify him, to continue to seek him to continue to seek after him and all that he is. Amen. So thank you for that word this morning. I pray and believe that we are encouraged this morning, that it is a choice. We have a choice and maybe we haven't made all the right choices. Maybe we've kind of fallen in some things and, you know, just areas that, you know, over time, I mean, through restlessness, frustration, through fear, through anxieties, through just so much. I mean, there's just so many different things that come about in all of this that you find out, you, what happens is we look at other people, but the reality is we should be going and looking in that mirror and looking at ourselves. Lord, what are you doing in me in this time? What's going on within my heart? What's going on within my body, in my mind? How is my relationship set with you today? What is going on with me today, Lord? And what is the work you're doing in me, Lord God? And I'm not saying that he's going to automatically tell you he may, he may not. But it's trusting him and knowing that he is doing a work because you know and believe and know who your church is upon today. So continue to trust the Lord. Amen. Choose to serve the Lord. Let us be the ones that make that decision, not just in our homes for everybody there first, but first let's make a decision within our own hearts that we will continue to serve the Lord, that we will continue to worship the Lord, that we will continue to stay focused on the Lord and Him alone. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us make that choice together. Amen. Well, thank you for that. You know what? And, and our, our, Lord, our Lord's word is faithful. Amen.
And uh, Joshua, thank you for that encouragement. I saw that in the, you know, it was in the chat there. You know, I wash my hands though, so praise the Lord. I'm still working on that and getting better at the, at the uh, moving my glasses and everything. But appreciate those words of encouragement and looking out, brother. Appreciate that. Amen. So uh, we have another another brother uh, brother in the Lord right now that's going to share with us and his brother Gabriel. So thank you for for. Uh, for this Amen. God is good. God is faithful. Uh, I just hope that you be encouraged, that you be blessed, man, by what the Lord is doing, man, in this time. You know, he's showing himself strong to his saints, to all the believers, and to the, even the ones that are not believing, man. He is touching their hearts. He's tugging at their hearts, and people are responding, man, and God is doing a great work, you know, despite of whatever we are going through, because he is faithful. He is God. He will not change. The world will change, but God will never change, man, and I just thank God for that, man, that he is faithful to complete that what he has started in our lives and whatever he starts he will finish man I, you can count on that that i can give you so much that we can give you so much information but that's gonna fall maybe to the floor man but you know what god's word will not fall to the ground you can bank on that man god bless you man let us pray father in the name of jesus i just thank you father for this day father i thank you father for this beautiful day that you have made father i thank you father for you are in control father though it may seem father of control father but you are a god of control you are a god of order father so we thank you for the perfect the perfect peace father did you give your saint father in this season that we're in father so we thank you father we love you father and what lord god right now Father, as I, Father, open up your word, Father, I ask you, Lord God, to have your way, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way, Father, in this time, Father. You be glorified and you be magnified that everything that is said and done today, Father. And all I ask this in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, which you should, you know, if you have your cell phone, whatever it is, device that you're using, man, let's, let us go to Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6, uh, verses 26 to 34, man. And, you know, Pastor gave me the opportunity to share a couple minutes, man, on what the Lord's been speaking to me. And he's been speaking to me in many different ways, man. He's been tugging in my heart. He has been really doing a great work in my heart, man. And and it just, the Lord showed me how much I'm not, how much I, I'm more messed up, you know, how much, how deceived I was, you know. But, but he's showing himself strong to, you know, to me in this season, you know, in this times that we're living in. And, you know, I'm thank you. I'm just, I mean, I'm so thankful for his faithfulness, man. That he is, he is always on time. He is an on-time God, man. And I'm thankful for that, you know what? So I just want to give him praise for that. So, you know, just recently, before we get to the reading, just recently, uh, you know, Pastor had gave me a phone call. Or he had sent me a text, I believe, and it, and it came down to that, you know, we have some toilet paper. There's some stuff that the church wants to bless you with. And I was like, whoa, praise the Lord, man. I was like, glory be to God. And, you know, it was a time in my life where, you know, everything was fresh with the pandemic and just panic, you know, there's, there's fear and everything. All this stuff is real. And all these emotions are real and they are really attached to you and they really grip you to the point where you're numb, to the point where you cannot move. And you know what, and, and you know, and and that's life, you know, and, and, and I wasn't, we, we were gripped 
there was a time where I was like, well, what can we do, Lord? But the Lord was able to minister to me through that gesture, through the love that was demonstrated, you know, by the giving. And Pastor had said, you know what, if you, whenever you have the time to come through, man, you can come through and, you know, you can pick, pick this stuff up and, you know, the church wants to bless you. And I was like, wow. And I took it back and... That's when I when I when I opened the message and when I got that message, I was able to uh, I was able to meditate on it. I was able to say, "Wow, Lord, you know what? It's like, you know, who am I, right? Who am I that you be mindful of me? You know, that I don't deserve stuff. I don't deserve His love. I don't deserve anything. That I don't deserve anything." You know, but how many of us can also fall in that, you know, we can also kind of relate to that, that, you know, we don't even deserve nothing, but God still freely gives it to us. And that's the love of God, you know, that that though we don't deserve it, he still gives it to us, man. That is God's grace. His grace, man. His unmerited favor, man, that God in his sovereignty and his foreknowledge knew that we needed a savior and that we needed a provider and he will be the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate payment, you know, and the, that son of God, he will be the only begotten son of God that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And you know what? He is Jehovah Jireh and he was able to remind me and put me in my knees crying, you know, because that's the type of God we serve, you know, and I was humbled and that ministered to me so much that I went home. I mean, as I went to New Living Way to go pick up, you know, the, the essential stuff that was given to, 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 to not just me, but to others, you know, I was, I was weeping, feeling the love of God solely in my heart and my spirit, man, that he was refreshing me as I was going over there. He was telling me, son, I got you. You know, because I'm Jehovah Jireh. I will provide. I will make a way when there is no way. You know, and that's just so ministered to me. So that's when the Lord's been, he's been in my heart, man. Every single day as I step out and as I go out and, and do do my plan of day as I go to work and as I go back home. And the Lord's been just resounding that, that I'm the Lord, your, your provider. That I will meet your needs. You know, that I'm God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You know, so God is able to just refresh me in that, man. That he will supply all my needs according to his riches that is in Christ Jesus. You know, and I'm thankful that he's always speaking to me, whether it be a gesture, whether it be a scripture, whether someone calls me on the phone and just refreshes me. And he says that they just tell me that God loves you. God still has a perfect plan, that there is a future, man. And that's just a refreshing word. And God is always ministering, man, whether we think so or not. So I'm just grateful, man, that he was able to just to minister to me in that way. And you know what? So it took me down to the scripture. And it's in Matthew 6, uh, verse 26 to 34. I'm going to read it. Uh, so consider the birds of the sky. They, do, they don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? 
Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? Verse 28, and why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor, spare, nor thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? You of little faith. So don't worry saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And this is the word of God, man. So it sterling states, it states that, you know what, the birds in the sky, they fly and they're just all over the place. And they don't even worry about how they're going to be able to get the next meal. You know, because God, he is the one that provides every need that they need. All the, whether it be the, 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 the cows, whether it be whatever it is, the birds, the, the, any animal that's creeping all over this world, man, it, it gets food and the Lord provides that food man and God how much more will God provide for us that we are his children that, that he is our father he is our heavenly father how much more he's going to provide for us you know and he's asking us he's telling us do not worry about none of that don't worry about what we're going to eat what we're going to wear what we're going to do tomorrow because he is the one responsible he will meet that need in the right time so there's no need for us to worry. There's no need for us to say what we're going to do tomorrow or how we're going to get this and how we're going to get that when he is already working it out to the good. If we just believe and we just trust and we keep our eyes on him and not on the circumstances and not on whatever is going on in this world because if we really concentrate on all that stuff man it's going to take us and it's going to grip us and it's going to take us to a place where we don't want to be you know so i just encourage you guys man to keep your eyes on the lord man remember that god is faithful you know god is faithful no matter what's going on in this world you know don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough problems. So be encouraged, man, that, you know, we need to be confident in this, that, that he who began a good work in us, you know, he will carry on to the completion to the day of Jesus Christ. You know, he is faithful. That's the God that we serve. He is a faithful God. He is a loving God, man. What he says, he accomplishes that that is set out to do. His word will reach out everything that is set out to do. He is faithful. You know, and that's the type of God that we serve, you know. So I'm very thankful for the for that generosity, man. For the love of God, you know, that our pastors have demonstrated, man, have been there for us, have been encouraging us, have been instructing us, man, have been have been there for us, man. But that's, that's just Christ in them. That's in, that's they're, they're, that God is using them to demonstrate the love of God. But how much more he's using us, 
right in these times, man, as we bless others, as we call one another, as we encourage, as we pray and seek the Lord in these times, man. We need to be there for one another in this time, man. So, you know, I'm just very thankful, very grateful for what the Lord has already done in my life, man. And just, just very thankful, man, that, you know what, he's always right on time, you know. And, you know, he's faithful. He's, he's, he's taking care of us. He's, he's gotten us this far, and he's not about to abandon us. He's not about to abandon ship, you know. So, therefore, be encouraged. Be blessed, man, and stay in your word. Stay in prayer. Stay in fellowship, you know, with your family members or wherever it is that you where you where you live, you know. Stay in the word, man. I encourage you, man. It's going to refresh you. You know, and I'm going to close out with uh, Psalms 50, which also relates to refreshing. You know, and in Psalm, in Psalm 50, I mean, I'm sorry, in Proverbs 50. Proverbs 50. Actually, I'm sorry, Proverbs 11. 11, verses 25. And it goes like this. The generous soul will, will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. You know, what that's saying is that basically, man, a generous soul will be made rich. So, therefore, how is it going to be made rich? By watering, by refreshing. As you refresh others, you also will be refreshed. Ain't that awesome, man, to know that, you know what, as we are in this crisis, as we are in this together, you know, that as we start, because we start to, you know, our, our, our strength and, and, and whatever it is that we, our, our continents will go down, you know, our spirits will probably be, you know, at one point or in time, it's going to be hit, you know, but there's going to be times that we are able to refresh. We're able now to give the word of God. And as we give the word of God, as we're, as we are uh, encouraging, we will be also encouraged, you know. And I, I find that so awesome how the Lord is so faithful even in that. As we start to give the word of God, as we start to pray for one another, as we start to lock in arms, man. As we, as the Bible says, if one puts a thousand of flight, two puts ten thousand, I mean, how much more, man, that he will start to refresh us. He will start to also be, to use us to minister to those, you know, that need ministry right now. Especially in these times, and in the, and in doing so, the Bible says, according to Proverbs eleven twenty five, that we also will be refreshed. Ain't that awesome? That God will refresh us, man, as we are also, as we're encouraging. God will also encourage us. He'll send others. He'll send his laborers. He'll he'll have a he'll have someone to call you. He'll have someone to tell you at your work. He'll have one of your children or your mom or, or a co-worker or a neighbor to tell you God loves you. Have a great day. There's something that you'll that you will feel refreshment. And the refreshment also comes from being in his word. So be encouraged, be blessed. I love you guys. And God bless you. Goodbye. Wow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our God is good. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you're encouraged this morning. Amen. I pray that you were encouraged by these words that have gone forth this morning. 
Amen. I pray and believe that God is speaking to us this morning. Amen. And even though these those that have shared today and even the worship that went forth and even everything that has been doing is being done, we're all in different places. But still, it's the same God and it's the same Holy Spirit this morning. Amen. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to take this time. I actually got my phone here and the stream is on here. Okay, guys, I can't see the, the chat from here. But I can see it right here on my phone. And I'm going to encourage you right now, as a body of Christ, as we were just encouraged through someone who was encouraged and refreshed from an encouragement and now is giving that encouragement back and also himself and they themselves are being refreshed through it. I'm going to ask you now to take this time on that chat board right now and just start to encourage the body of Christ right now. Take this time and just start to blow that thing up right now in the name of Jesus. Start to declare and speak the word that is upon you your heart right now in the name of Jesus and just start the word of God that comes to you. Maybe it's a scripture. Maybe it's just a word. Maybe it's just uh, just to give God the glory right now. But I'm going to ask you right now just to start to declare and to start to encourage the body of Christ. But remember, this is so you yourself can also be refreshed as you start to refresh others. Amen. So let's just take this time right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Let's step out in faith in this right now. Let's put those words to action right now. Let's put them words to actions that we just received right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is how we're encouraged, is by us encouraging one another. Amen. God wants what's best for us. See a couple on here already. Jeremiah 17, 7. Amen. Amen. Thank him for his love. Amen. Thank you for the body of Christ. Amen. Encouragement of our faith. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 He hasn't given us that spirit of fear. That's right. But faith in him and him alone. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep encouraging the body of Christ this morning. Amen. Let's do this together. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that as well, Brother Grable. We're thankful for all of you guys as well. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Be encouraged this morning. Be encouraged this morning. We need that encouragement. Yes. Amen. Lord, bless the body of New Living Way. Cover them by your blood. Give them your strength. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that, Sister Lepi. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for, yes, bless the rich kids. Bless those rooted in Christ. Amen. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. For I know the plans. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. But blessed are those whose trust is the Lord is in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. We are in the palm of the, our Lord's hands. Keep fighting the good fight. Stay focused. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm being encouraged right now. Praise the Lord. Trust the Lord. In him we find our strength. Praise the Lord. Yes, we do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep them coming. Keep them coming, body of Christ. Keep them coming, brothers and sisters. I'm being encouraged today. I pray you are. 
Amen? Oh, yes. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Praise the Lord. Thank God for that. Amen? That is always our, our faith right now. Yes, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Amen. We are so grateful to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you for encouraging. Thank you. And you know what? Never stop encouraging each other. Not just those that are that are Christians, but those that are non-Christians. Continue to show the love of God in all that we do and what we say. Yes, God is our refuge and our strong tower. Yes, he is. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Oh, our God is good. Our God is good. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we will rejoice. Oh, yes, your, your word gives us hope. And he, and he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is right. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we can continually rejoice because we have a faithful God like we just heard. He'll never abandon us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And we can continue to rejoice. Amen. Yes, that, that grace, give grace by what grace you have received. Amen. It's that same grace, the grace that we ourselves have received. Yes. Yes, he is the rock of our salvation. And praise God for that. Amen. Because I know that our feet got to be set upon that rock. Oh, amen. Amen. We have a Romans chapter 1, verse 16 here. Amen. And glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Each time it said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Yes, it does. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Hallelujah. We love you too, Sister Rose. We love you too. Amen. Amen. The Lord will not reject a humbled and contrite spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Yes. Psalm 21, 13. We praise you, Lord, for all your glorious power with music and singing. We celebrate your might, your mighty acts. Amen. Hallelujah. Our God is with us. He will always be with us. Love all of you. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. And, the, and we just have our sister also saying, you are not alone. Amen. So thank God for that. Amen. We are not alone because we serve a faithful God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know where my help comes from. My help and my hope is in you, O Lord. Oh, we know that where our help comes from, it comes from the Lord this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for these this morning. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for, for just declaring the word of God and believing the word of God together. This is what we do as a body of Christ. We continue to trust in the Lord. We continue to seek the Lord. We continue to believe him at his word. Amen. And thank you for taking this time today and, and to share these things and to encourage the body of Christ and to encourage one another because that's what it's all about. It's, that, it's speaking life. How many of us know that there is power in the words. There is life in the tongue. There is life in the words. And they can either speak life or they can speak death. And we need to be those that continue to speak life into this world, into our nation, into the people around us, into our family members and our relationships, our marriages and, and our kids and our grandchildren and all of those. We got to continue to speak life. Amen. So thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. It's amazing. Amen. That 
The word of God is faithful and true. Amen. And we heard that in the beginning this morning. And, and it's just an amazing thing. In the morning we were talking about the restoration and the joy and how some may come and praise God and have a, such a glory. Like, wow, Lord, you are so amazing. But then others may have a way of just repentance and realizing, man, I messed up. But God, you are so good. But yet it all brings glory to God. And just the fact that we're able to serve him, we're able to worship him, we're able to glorify him. Not because of how good we are, not because of our talents and not because of this. No, but because of our faith in him and all that he has done for us and because of his great love for us. Amen. And it's just a, such a grateful thing, such an amazing thing. But as we heard in that word that, you know, it's a choice. So we have to choose to continue to believe it. We have to choose to continue to serve the Lord. We have to make a choice to continue to declare and speak life and know to whom were our feet are planted planted on the rock of Jesus planted on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ we have to make that decision believing him at his word and then making that decision to believe him and to stand when the Bible says you've done all you can do to stand stand therefore and we are making a choice today to continue to stand on the word of God and believing him for what he says and knowing that he is faithful to do all that he says he's going to do. And knowing that he is faithful to complete and finish that work that he has begun in me and you. And knowing that he is patient and long-suffering that none shall perish but all shall come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. A saving knowledge. That is amazing. And with that, as we choose to believe the word of God and we choose to know whom our hope is in and who we stand upon and who keeps me and you today. With that, we can also know that he has made provision in every area of our lives. He has made provision for salvation. He has made provision for restoration and reconciliation. He has made provision for healing. He has made provision for deliverance. He has made provision for peace and joy and comfort and strength. He has made provision for your finances. He has made provision in every area of our life, whether big or whether small. He has made that provision because as we heard, he is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord that will provide. And he is the God who has provided. And he provided on that day on Calvary in Jesus Christ, the one who paid for our sins, but the one who rose again on the third day, the one who is now ascended on high and the one who is coming back but the one who has sent his holy spirit he has made all the provisions that me and you need it's just coming to know and believe that he has made those provisions and all that we need are found in him and him alone Glory to God this morning. Glory to God every moment today. Glory to God in every moment of our lives with every breath let us praise the Lord together. Because we can know and we know that he is faithful. Because we have seen his provision if we choose to see it. If we choose to examine it. If we choose to start to thank the Lord for it. Because we believe his word and we believe in who he is and we know to whom we belong to. So therefore, even though we may not always see it right away, but we can start to thank the Lord for it. 
We can start to thank the Lord for those in our lives, for the relationships in our lives. We can start to thank the Lord for our spouse, for our kids, for our grandchildren, for our great-grandchildren, for our nieces, our nephews, our mom, our dad, our grandparents. We can start to thank the Lord for our brothers and sisters in Christ, for our co-workers, for our neighbors. We can start to thank the Lord for them, not based on how you always feel about them, but thanking the Lord that they're able to be a part of mine and your life, that we're able to know them, that we're able to know the love of God that you have for them, Lord. And in that, we start to see things differently. In that, we start to see people differently. In that, we start to see the Lord's provision. We can start to say, thank you, Lord, for the provision. Thank you for taking care of those bills. Thank you for taking care of that healing. Thank you for taking care of all my needs, Lord Jesus. But yet we also got to know that we got to also go and get it. We got to be attentive to the voice. Because those birds of the air don't just sit in the nest unless they're babies. But once they're fully grown, now they got a responsibility. And what happens is then they got to go out and get it. But let me tell you something. When they go out and get it, it's there for them because God already made the provision. It's already there for me and you. But you got to make sure that you're heeding to the voice of the shepherd. The good shepherd, the voice of the Lord, so you know when and where to go get it. And even if you don't know where and when, but by faith you go, believing and knowing in your heart that Christ, that God is faithful to his word. The provision is already there. It's already set up for you. But we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't take the step because we can see it. We take the step because we can believe it. And it's not even based upon our own belief, but it's based upon the Holy Spirit who lives in me and you today. It's based upon the power of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct me and you. And in that, we're able not just to receive, but also to give. Because in that giving, as we heard today, we ourselves are refreshed. See, many times we want to get, we want to get, we want to get, we want to get, and we want to hoard, and we want to hold on to because we don't want anything. We don't want to lose anything. But how many of us know the more you get, the more you give? Because the more you give, the more you're going to continue to get. Because you're, you'll never run out because the provision, the supply is always there. But if you start to hold on, then you have too much, and now you have nothing. Because it rots. But if you're willing to continue to give, oh, you're going to continue to receive. Because you already have in Christ Jesus. And in that you give and you remind, wow, Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus, that I was able to bless this brother or sister. Thank you that I was able to give, whether it's finances, whether it's a word, whether whatever it may be. But as you give, the Lord pours right back into you because you start to realize, well, Lord, as you allowed me to be a part and to be a vessel to bless this person, Lord, to, to, to encourage someone today, to just give someone the word or just to let them know that God loves them, God. You reminded me that, Lord, how much you love me. You reminded me how you always provide, how you always bring a word right on time, my God. And many times, not even from someone I was expecting it from, Lord. But, Lord, I know it's you because, Lord, I'm always looking. 
How can I be a vessel? How can I be used by you, Lord God? What can I do for you today? And in that, you're able to recognize and see. And you're able to recognize because you do. So therefore, you know when you receive. You know when God is doing little things in there. Because you yourself are trusting the Lord through it all as well. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. He is so faithful. He is so good. He is so wonderful. I'm going to take about a couple of minutes. <laughs> and I just want to share on this word just to bring as we prepare to close up for the service in a bit. And it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to read verse 1 through 10 here. It says, I must go on boasting. Though there is nothing to be gained by it, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard, he heard things that cannot be told, which, may not, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given to me in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Imagine this. Paul sees this vision of heaven. What a great and glorious vision this must have been. And you know, he could have went on and made that his whole ministry about how he saw heaven. But that's not what he chose to do. He chose to declare who Jesus is. But he had this encounter with God, such an encounter, I mean, to the way he was converted, the way he came to know Jesus. And then to have this vision is just amazing. For any human being, that's just, I mean, it's amazing. No words for it. But in that it says, 
So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me to keep me from becoming conceited. So he has this great revelation. He sees what God has done. He's seen this vision and wow, it's such amazing. But then he comes back and now he has a thorn in the flesh. But it's not just to be there, but he recognizes it's there for a reason because it needs to keep me from becoming to start boasting in the things that I saw and the things that I heard. So the Lord allowed this messenger of Satan to mess with him. He allowed this portion to keep him humbled. As we heard earlier, our brother said, I was humbled in this place. I was humbled to be put in a place as everyone else was. But it was in that humble, weak place that he was made strong, just as Paul is made strong, and just as you and I are made strong in that humble place when we get to see the glory of God. I'm not saying where we're at today and not just with the COVID and not just with the shutdown, but I'm talking about just in our lives today. I'm not saying we're in a comfortable place today or we're in a place that, wow, this is an amazing place. I love it. No, it is a hard place. And many times we may say, but God, you spoke to me. God, you showed me this. God, you gave me an opportunity. God, I did this. I was able to see this. Lord God, I've, what? Lord, I've seen you in so many ways. Wow, Lord, you are so amazing, Lord God. And all of a sudden, you're in a hard place. And we look at God. God, I, 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 don't, I don't, Lord, Lord, just take me out of this, God. <clears throat> You're my deliverer, you're my healer, you're my provider, Lord, but why do I got to go through this? Well, many times we got to go through some stuff because we got to come to know how great and awesome he is. Many times he will show us and remind us of who we are as people. And we're only able to be who we are because of the grace of God. See, in, in the verse 8, he says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. In another version, it says, I begged, I pleaded with the Lord three times to take this problem from me. The other, another version says, Three different times I begged God to make me well again. How many times in, in our lives, and maybe even today, are we saying, Lord God, please take me out of this, God. We're begging God. We're pleading with God. Lord, take me out of this, Lord. Take me out of this place, Lord God. Lord, I don't want to be here no more, God. I'm frustrated. I'm restless. Lord God, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, Lord God. Lord God, I just don't want to be in this anymore, Lord God. And we're begging God, please take me. Take us 
because out of this situation, out of this circumstance, out of this problem, out of this real place that I'm in, Lord God, right now, I'm asking you and we're pleading with God and we're like, Lord, we, we know your word is faithful. I stand on your word on the rock. Lord, I'm believing you, Lord God. I've seen your hand in my life and I'm seeing it. And Lord, I'm doing what you told me to do. But now, God, I've seen the glory of God. And now you put me in a place where now, Lord God, what's going on? Lord, take it away from me, God. And his answer is simple. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. You notice how he personalizes that? He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made great in your weakness. And you may say, Lord, I've fallen short. I've kind of find myself here. The longer I'm here, I find myself wanting to do or say or go or whatever it is. And we start to find ourselves in this place. And we're saying, Lord, take me out of it, Lord God. It's getting heavy. It's getting hard. I'm being overwhelmed, Lord God. Not just with the situation, but Lord, my flesh. And this flesh has been taking over, Lord God. And Lord, I need your help here. I'm praying. I'm reading. But Lord, it's, it's, it's real, Lord God. And he says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. What? Okay. Well, what do I do with that? The word grace in the concordance comes out to be joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness. Goodwill, loving kindness, also defines it as the merciful kindness by which God, exerting his holy influence upon souls, turns them to Christ. So see, grace was also what saved me and you. Hold your place here, but I want to look at something here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says, And you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of the work so that no one may boast. 
For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Oh, hallelujah, as we just read. So this grace of unmerited favor, something that we definitely don't deserve, but was given to me and you, and it was given to us through Jesus Christ, because grace belongs to God, and with that, grace was given to us. Now we have favor, we have joy, we have peace with God the Father through Jesus Christ, but it took a work on us. We had to believe it in order to receive the grace that was freely given to us. And in that, not only that, he saved us, but he goes on to say he saved us with a purpose. And we start to trust the Lord in that walk by the grace that we have been saved. Yeah, we may fall short, we may trip up, we may have some moments, yes, and some of them may be a little bit longer, but it's that same grace that reminds us, but Lord, thank you for the grace that has saved me because of my faith in you, Lord God. And I thank you that I could come to you and repent, and Lord, because of that saving grace, it's the saving grace that keeps me that I could be rest assured that I am a child of God because of the grace that has saved me. Not because of anything I've done to deserve it. Not because I can do anything else to deserve it. No, because it was freely given to us and I believe it today, Lord God. So therefore I am saved and I can walk with confidence knowing that I'm saved in the Lord because of my faith in Jesus Christ. it's the grace to save but then let's look a little bit more on this his grace also keeps strengthens increases them in Christian faith knowledge and affection and kindles them to the exercise of the Christian virtues and that word virtue is conformity to a standard of what is right speaking of morality and not only that, it's a spiritual condition of one governed by the power of divine grace. See, look, we have the saving grace that saved me and you, that keeps us today. But see, that grace wasn't only just to save you. Right here he is saying, Paul is in a weak place. Paul's not doubting his salvation. Paul is not doubting what, you know, what God has done. No, he's, he's, he's having an issue because he's seen God. He's living for God. He's serving God. But now he's in a place that, Lord, I, I don't get it. What's going on here? Take it away from me. And the Lord tells him, no, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. Because in this walk, we will have to learn and to know the grace of God, how to live this life, because the grace of God also keeps me in you. He also, it also strengthens me in you. It also helps us to increase in faith and the knowledge of God and knowing the love of God. And not only that, but also helps us to grow in our, in our Christian walk and what is right and what is wrong. It's the grace not only to save us, but also to help us to live this life. It's recognizing that when I can walk, I can have the peace of God. And I know that it's the grace of God that has saved me 
And I can walk with boldness and confidence. But not only that, I can also walk in that boldness and confidence. Uh, maybe I'm not qualified. Maybe I don't deserve it. Maybe I shouldn't be able to do it. Maybe I shouldn't be able to say it. Maybe I should No, but it's by the grace of God because he's equipped us in that grace and he keeps us. We can walk with confidence and boldness and knowing who our God is and knowing that he is faithful to do the work and finish the work he has started in us. See, imagine this. You're at home. How great is it to be able to be at home with your family, with your spouse, with your kids, with others maybe live with you? How wonderful is it to have peace in your home? How wonderful it is to be able to work together to serve one another when there's peace in the home. But how many of us know when there's no peace in the home and there's friction between the mom and the dad or the husband and the wife or, or the kids or whoever else is there and all of a sudden you got this friction, what ends up happening is we start to cripple ourselves. We start to, to have an attitude. We start to doubt. We start to have all these thoughts about one another. We start to think and all of a sudden everything we're doing, we're no longer doing it because we want to or we love to. We're doing it because we have to and not only that, we have this thought and if the more that we don't deal with it the longer it takes and the longer we start to doubt the love that we have for one another and the and the responsibility and the relationship or whatever relationship it may be and what it does is it causes a hindrance in your home in your life in other areas of your life And many times we allow this to happen in our walk with God. We allow the circumstance. We allow the thoughts. We allow all these things that are attacking me and you are coming against to take our eyes off of understanding. But yes, Lord, but though I know this is maybe it's true. And yeah, Lord, I may be having these thoughts or Lord, I may have said this or I may have seen this or I may have heard this or Lord, I may have felt this way or whatever it may be. But Lord, thank you for your grace, for first your saving grace. And thank you for the grace that you've given me to walk and live as a Christian, to walk and to follow you, Lord God. Because it's you that's going to keep me. It's you that protects me. It's you that watches over me. And yes, though I know I may go through some stuff, and we're going through some stuff now, but I thank you that your grace is sufficient because when I am weak, when I feel I can't go on, when I feel, Lord, I'm just die I'm tired, Lord. Lord, I'm beat down. But Lord, it's the grace of God because I believe in you that you pick me back up. You keep me going another day, another hour, another minute because it's the grace that you've given me that is sufficient it is enough and your power is great in my weakness because in my weakness i've moved out of the way i've given up i'm not I just i can't i'm struggling but lord it's your power that now rises us up to keep us going he says my grace is sufficient I'm not saying you can't plead with the Lord. I'm not saying to ask to not ask the Lord. Hey, I ask the Lord all the time. Lord, do I really got to go through this? Is this really got to go on right now, Lord God? But Lord God, thank you that you are so faithful. Thank you for your grace because Lord... Your grace is what's getting us through this time. Your grace is what's bringing us through, Lord God. It is your grace that is keeping us, Lord God. 
And many times you may feel those little darks. Many times not even a big thing that happens, but it's all the little things that start to happen. It's the little things that start to happen in situations with people or whatever. And it's those little things that start to weigh me and you down. Because we don't recognize them. We don't understand them. But let me tell you, if you are weak today, thank God. Because his grace is sufficient and his power is made great and perfect in your weakness and my weakness today. So no matter what you've been battling or going through, let me encourage you today. His grace is sufficient. His power is perfect in your weakness. You're in a good spot today. You're in a good place today. Not because everything around us looks good. No, but because God is good and he can show his strength and his power in our lives today and in the lives of others today. Because that saving grace is powerful but also is the grace to live and walk and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. So I love what Paul says. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Oh, glory to God. When I can sin, instead of saying, thank you, Lord, that for using me. Thank you, Lord, that I'm so great. Thank you, Lord, for, you know, for Father God, for using me to heal or whatever. No, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, and my weakness, Lord God, and my ugliness, Lord, and my thoughts, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you still love me, that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. Thank you, Lord, that it's by your grace. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you that you are so good. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to serve you, to bless you, because I definitely don't deserve it. I definitely don't belong here. But, Lord, it's your grace and your mercy. And, Lord God, I'm going to continue to trust you, Lord God, and Though, Father God, it's hard. Though, God, it gets heavy. But, Lord, I'm going to continue to trust you and know that your grace is sufficient, Lord God. Oh, Lord, I'm weak in this area. But, Lord, you are strong. Oh, Lord Jesus. Thank you. You know what? Take that time in your heart and in your mind and let the Lord know. I'm weak in this area. I'm weak in this area, Lord God. Oh, I've been so weak in this area. I've been weak in fear and anxiety and stress and Lord and, and temptation or Lord God and just Father God in my mind and in, in anger, Lord. I've been weak, Lord. But Lord, thank you that you are strong. Thank you that you are strong. Help me by your grace because I know it is enough, Lord God. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me in your grace today. Receive that in the name of Jesus and confess that and give it to the Lord. You don't got to say it out loud. He knows your heart. You give it to the Lord. Let him know those weaknesses. Keep showing, you know what, be honest with God. But in that weaknesses, you acknowledge it and stop trying to cover up. Stop trying to hide. Stop trying to act like everything's all right when you know it's not. But know the one who is good. Know the one who is faithful. Know the one that can bring me and you through and know the one that has chosen you and predestined you and fearfully and wonderfully made you who knew you before the foundations of the world. The one that knows the plans and the purposes for you. The one who started the work in you and will complete it into the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who says you are seated in heavenly places today. And as we acknowledge that. 
Oh, we get to see the power of God and know the power of God in our lives. Because the only reason why I'm standing here today is because of the grace of God today. I don't deserve it. I shouldn't probably even be here today. And I don't just mean here preaching the word. I just mean living. I just mean, you know what? Being able to know that God is good, but it's by the grace of God. But this is an opportunity and an honor and a privilege because it's the grace of God that I'm able to share this with you today. But I have to also share with myself. I also got to receive it for myself as well, because just as you got to believe, I got to believe. And we can believe together. We can encourage one another. And he says, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's not to say I'm looking to put myself in a weak place. It's not saying I always got to like it, but it's helping me to understand and helping us understand today that when these things are happening, as they are happening today, no matter what it may be, but just know that in that weakness, he is strong. I put here, if I know what grace is, then I have to believe and know that his grace is enough. Do you believe today that God's grace is enough? Because if it's God's, it doesn't run out. His power is great. And in that, he teaches me and you to how to live in grace. And not only that, how to share that grace with others. How to encourage someone else to keep living in the grace of God. God's grace is enough for you. And maybe we don't always have the words to speak to one another but we can remind each other his grace is enough and his power is made perfect in our weaknesses. Because it's an amazing thing to be at home and you know you're in good graces with one another. You're all working together the best you can and it's so peaceful to know because in what you do in your home and in your life, you do it with joy. In your job, in every area of your life, you do it because you're in good graces with one another. Well, let me tell you something. You put your faith in Jesus, you continue to turn to him and trust him. You're in good graces with God the Father today and his son Jesus. And it's that grace by his Holy Spirit that helps me and you, empowers me and you to become more like him, to become more like him, to have the mind of Christ, to see as he sees, to believe and to know what his word says, to have his heart, to grow in that love, the love that he has for us so we may know how to love one another. We don't do it overnight. This is a lifelong process. And we will be learning this to the day that we go home. But let me encourage you, don't stop learning. Don't stop walking in that grace. 
always know that his grace is sufficient because it truly is. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Father God. Father, we just give you the glory and the praise and the honor, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that your grace is sufficient, Lord God. And Father God, you know right where every person is at today, Lord God. Not just in the physical, but Lord, in their mind and in their heart and in their lives, such as even myself, Lord. You know where we're at today, Father God. And Father God, it's been a trial. It's been definitely, it hasn't been easy. At times it seems easier than others, but then there's just sometimes the realities hit in, Lord. And Father God, sometimes, many times, just coming from restlessness, Father God, of, you know, kind of feeling just tied up or whatever it may be. But Father, thank you this morning, Lord, for reminding us that your grace is sufficient, Lord. And that, Lord, your power is made great in our weaknesses, Lord. So, Lord, in these weaknesses, Lord God, that we have struggled, and Father God, Lord, and we will have weaknesses all of our lives, Father. We have a flesh. But Lord, thank you, Lord, that in those weaknesses, you are strong and that, Father, you are the one in you that helps us to overcome. In that grace that you have given us, Lord, Lord Jesus, to keep us, to strengthen us, to encourage us. Father God, to walk in the joy and the peace of you, Lord. And Father, knowing, Lord, that that grace that saved us is also the same grace that helps us to live as a Christian, Lord. Being able to enjoy, Lord, and being able to know, Father, that, Lord God, we can enjoy the life that you have given us, Lord, because we recognize and know that it's all by your grace. So, Father, we just thank you this day, Lord. And Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, and we lift up all those today, Lord, Father God, that are in hard places, Lord, in hospitals and retirement homes, Lord, and Father, Lord Jesus, first responders, Lord God, doctors, policemen, Father God, uh, firefighters, Lord God, Father, Lord, all those that are on the front lines, Lord God, our, our president, our, our, our leaders, Lord, our Congress, Lord God, and Father, our governors, Lord God, the leaders of the world, Lord God, and Father, all those that are working in, in the, the, the restaurants and those that are working in the stores and those, Father God, that are working and going out there and those that are out of work right now, God. And Father God, those that are just tired of being home, Lord, and just, Lord, they want to get out, Lord. And Father God, for those that are not able to go to school or Father God, for those that are just missing their friends, Lord God. And Father, Lord, it's a real place that we're all going through in it together, Lord. Being able to be in church together, being able to come together and worship together and serve together, Lord. Father God, being able to see one another, my God. Even being able to see family, Lord God. Being able to hug one another, Lord God. Being able to shake someone's hand, Lord God. Being able to see each other's face without a mask, Father God. Father, Lord, we're in a real place. But Lord, thank you that your grace is sufficient. And though we may not understand it all, Lord, but we're going to trust you, Lord. And Father God, we just ask you this day, Lord, that, Father, this would be the words, Lord, for all those we have lifted up today and mentioned. 
and maybe even those that were not mentioned, but Lord, that they would know that your grace is enough, Lord, and that they would come to know the grace of you this morning, Father. Father, we are just so grateful and thankful today, Lord. We are thankful, Father God, for the word that just went forth today. We know, Father God, that your word is faithful and true. And we know that your word is alive, living, and active, Lord. And we know and believe, Father God, that, Lord, heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word shall never pass away. Because you are faithful and true to your word, my God. But in your word, there is life. And, Father God, we just thank you this day. Help us to continue to encourage one another. And, Lord, that we ourselves may also be encouraged and refreshed, my God. Thank you, Father God. We love you. We praise you. We bless you. We glorify your holy name. Father, every prayer request that may be upon the hearts of your people this day. Father God, you know those prayer requests. You hear those prayers, Father, those prayer requests, Father God. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are the healer. And Father, in Jesus' name, we're believing, Father God, for healing in the physical, my God. Father, for restoration in the body and in the mind and in the insides internally, Father God. For you are the resurrection and the life. And Father, what may look dead, my God, in Jesus' name, we speak life today that will be risen up today, Father God. Situations and circumstances, relationships my God, marriages, my God, relationships between parents and the children or the grandchildren or Father God between parents, whatever it may be, restoration in these times, Lord God, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would bring life and there would be deliverances from the bondages of sin, from the bondages of demon possession, of Father God, the bondages, Father, of blindness and unforgiveness, Lord, and bitterness, Lord, and doubts and fears, my God, in the name of Jesus, my Lord, Father God, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord God, we thank you this day because we know that there is power in the name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, wherever there may be disunity in the home today, wherever there may be division, my God, anger, Lord, or whatever it may be, Father, in Jesus' name, we speak life into these homes today. We speak life in our homes and in our neighborhood, in our community, in our country, Lord, in our Father world, my God, in Jesus' name, Lord God. Oh, Lord, we speak life today. Let there be unity, Lord. Let there be one accord, my God. Let there be Father God, Lord Jesus, working together, serving together, Lord God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you this day, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that you are the cure, that you are the hope, Lord. You are, Father, all that we need this day, Father God. Thank you for the births and the babies that are being born right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the mothers, Lord, and the fathers, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the life that you are giving in these times and every moment because life does not stop, Lord. But, Father, we also to ask, ask you for comfort and peace over those that have lost someone, Lord, whether to the COVID or to other areas, Lord, other reasons, my God. Father, in this time through death, my God, we ask you, Lord, that you would still bring life into the family members, into Father God, Lord Jesus, into those that have lost someone in, in this time right now, Father God. For, Lord, it's hard as 
Many are not able to have services and see the people, my God. But Lord, bring comfort, Lord. Let there be comfort, Lord. Let there be peace, Lord Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we ask you right now. Only you, Father God, are able, Lord, to comfort those heavy hearts right now. In the name of Jesus, my God. And Father God, as many, Lord, we're believing, know you, Father God. Lord, let there just be a joy and a comfort of knowing, Lord, that Father will see him again, my God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we praise you this morning, Lord. We thank you this morning, Lord God. And we just glorify your holy name this morning. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for this time, Lord, as we just seek you, as we look to you, Lord, as we trust you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Oh, we love you. We praise you. We bless you. We glorify you and we thank you this morning. To you be the glory. To you be the praise. And to you be the honor, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Continue to give the Lord praise, glory, and honor. And I know that we'll all be together soon again. But until then, keep, keep your eyes on the Lord. Know that his grace is sufficient. And know that his power is made perfect in our weakness. Amen. God bless you.